Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. As we head into a Thursday morning for many of you, look, it's a throwback Thursday. <laughs> the Bucks winning the Super Bowl with Tom Brady, who refuses to answer the question of whether, whether or not the Jets have reached out to him. Next question, he said. Asked and answered. He almost got a little salty when Jim Gray posed that question on the Let's Go podcast. Jim does love to incite a riot when it comes to Tom Brady. What 0-2 teams should hold out hope because they're still playoff bound and which ones are sunk. They stink and they're stunk and they're sunk. A lot of you are weighing in with the Chicago Bears as an 0-2 team that is sunk. You can find us on Twitter after our CBS. Someone yelled at me for not calling it by its new name. Whatevs. Just, I don't, I don't care. Next question. Retrain myself when it comes to social media. I suppose if he wants to send me a a bill or a strongly worded complaint, Elon Musk can do so. Uh, So, yes, either on Twitter, After Hours CBS, or on our Facebook page, phone number 855-212-4227, 855-212-4CBS. Heading into week three already, that's pretty exciting. Uh, Except for the Chicago Bears and the other eight teams that are 0-2, the sense of urgency is definitely ratcheted up. And there is that feeling as well for the Cleveland Browns. Because of the loss of Nick Chubb, they now bring back Kareem Hunt. A lot of injuries that will affect teams moving forward into week number three. On Wednesday afternoon, had a chance to catch up with Charles Davis, who is part of the NFL and CBS. He works with Ian Eagle and Evan Washburn. Uh, Saw Bengals and Browns in week one. Coming up in week number three, has Panthers and Seahawks, and he is one of our favorites here on the show. With the loss of Nick Chubb, Charles, can you even summarize what that means for the Cleveland Browns? It's hard to do it, Amy. It really is because... All the buzzwords that we use all the time, and you know, we're all part of the same establishment, right? And I don't know about you, but there's times when I'm watching games, listening to games, whatever, and I'm thinking to myself, I don't want to say those things. And my game pops up, and I'm saying those exact things. <laughs> who, who am I kidding, right? We're all immersed in it. We all speak that language, that lingo. So when I say all of those things, here it comes. He is their identity. He is their tone setter. He is the guy that makes things right when you need to calm things down out there. He's all of those things for that ball club and allows others to shine brighter because of what he carries on his shoulders right between the two and the four. Now, does that mean that they are totally done? No, absolutely not. Will there be backups that jump up? Well, they had one that jumped up the other night and ran for over 100 yards to a 69-yard touchdown sprint. (laughs) All those things kick in. 
But the biggest thing is that Nick Chubb was going to hold things down for them, Amy, until Deshaun Watson got right. Okay? Look, you give up three first-round picks for a guy. You're not right. giving them up for a guy to be just a starter for you. You give them up for a guy to be an all-pro, to be a Pro Bowl quarterback. He's not playing to that level yet, and they need that to happen soon, and he's going to have to jump it up now without the help of Nick Chubb, and then that's going to be even tougher for Cleveland. We saw this in week one with the loss of Aaron Rodgers, now a significant impact with Nick Chubb being out. What needs to happen in the locker room, Charles, for these teams to move forward as best they can? It's the hardest thing, Amy, because the empathetic side of you is, oh, man, you know, you want to be there for your brother that's down. You want to make sure that he knows you care. The flip side is if you're spending all your time doing that, you're not prepping for the next ball game, Mm. right? You have to change it and move on. I had a coach tell me when I was playing in college, and, you know, sometimes out of context, people look at you like, what the heck were you guys doing out there? He said it. He said, football's Darwinian, man. It's survival of the fittest. And if that person isn't there for that Sunday or that Saturday or whatever day your game is, well, guess what? You can't worry about it. It has to keep moving. Okay? I remember this. I remember this like it was yesterday. I played in the Japan Bowl. Do you remember the Japan Bowl, Amy? <laughs> you know, the Hula Bowl, the East-West, right? Remember all of the blue-gray game, all those great senior all-star games, a lot of them yes. gone by the wayside for, for, for the reasons we know, right? I'm in Japan, and we're on, one of the, <laughs> we're on a bullet train. A bunch of these great all-star players, a few of them that became Pro Bowl, all pro players in the NFL, the whole deal, right? We were just talking about our various programs, things that happened. You know what the one universal was? The universal? I said, okay, quick question, everybody. There must have been 30 of us sitting there in this, in this section. Somebody goes down to practice fields. What do you guys do when that person goes down? It was almost, I mean, it was like unconscious. You know what they all said? Move the ball. You move the ball 20 yards, keep going. And then my next question was, all right, does your head coach check on the person? Is he a starter? You see where I'm going? Yes. And, and I don't mean to be callous, and I know out of context, People are looking at it like, what's wrong with you people? You have to go play. The game's going to come the next week. It has to happen that way. To me, this is a microcosm, and it, and, and it doesn't really fit perfectly because DeMar Hamlin is so far of an outlier. But Buffalo, unfortunately, got jammed up in terms of they needed to move forward, but how can you when something like that, that traumatic happens? Because – when you and I went to the locker room to interview him, from that day forward, every question we asked a Buffalo player had a DeMar Hamlin tint to it, every single one of them. And you saw the emotional exhaustion as that season went on, and you never heard Buffalo complain. You never heard them make an excuse. But I don't think there's any denying that as that, that season went on, it was harder and harder for that team to go do it. We saw them exhausted at the end of the year. They outlasted Miami. And then Cincinnati came in and whacked them. And I'm not taking any credit from Cincinnati, but that Buffalo team was mentally exhausted. I guess the only benefit would be then that it happens early in the season where a lot yeah. of teams are still attempting to find their footing. But it's still heartbreaking for Aaron it's, and for it, Nick it's specifically. Heartbreaking. And the biggest thing, Amy, is who's the replacement? <laughs> it, yeah. Football may be Darwinian and you have to go on, but are you going on with a player of the same caliber, the same milk? 
a number of times we've seen guys jump in and play and play at a great level that maybe wasn't expected and the team can still function. And sometimes you just can't replace that guy. We're excited to spend a few minutes with Charles Davis from the NFL and CBS, his partner, Ian Eagle, and also Evan Washburn on the sidelines. And you just got done with Chiefs and Jaguars, Charles. And when you see the Chiefs turn the ball over three times in the first half and barely manage to outscore the Jags, and it's really about the defense, what tells you that that team can still be world-class and maintain or get back to that level where they have been for the past five years? Because they sat number 15 playing quarterback. And he took on the challenge last year of no Tyreek, right? We're going to play really small ball. You know, last year, I think he had like one touchdown pass where the ball traveled 20 yards or more in the air. What? And you think about his arm. But you know how people started playing him, Amy. You remember he was such a bomber there, but I started saying, okay, let's see if you can be patient. And he struggled with that for a little while. And then all of a sudden, patience took root, and he won an MVP last year without being the bomber. He figured it out. How do we? How are people going to play me? How are they going to do it? And he made, made the uh, adjustment accordingly with his receivers. He's taking on the same challenge again this year because, again, it's a kind of a new crop of receivers. And opening night without Travis Kelsey, we saw what happened. But guess what? There was never a doubt in his mind he was coming back to them. There's never a doubt in his mind that we're going to go back and do it again. Andy Reid set the tone. He was like, um, we got to put him back on the horse because we can't cut seven guys. <laughs> and all of a sudden, here we go again. We just have to help them get better. And I'll be darned, he did. He did on Sunday. He kept going to guys. Kadarius Tony got involved. Sky Moore caught a touchdown pass and got involved. And you remember they had key drops in the game against Detroit. Right. Justin Watson had a great catch and then a fumble. He came back and kept kept throwing him the football. The kid is undaunted in terms of that, and he understands it's going to be a 17-game season, and I'm going to need these guys if we're going to have any chance of being the Kansas City Chiefs that we want to be. And, oh, by the way, 87 showed up again. And he was a little bit rusty. You know, he wasn't quite himself. He he dropped – there was one in the end zone that he catches all day. He didn't catch that one. I think that he was a little frustrated because he didn't play the opener. And, you know, I saw Andy Reid's comment this week. He said, yeah, Travis was fighting Travis out there because he was trying to do too much. I think he'll settle in and be fine now. So I don't worry about it. 15, he makes things work if you were willing to work with him. Gosh, he's so smart. I'm always struck by that every time I watch them play is how smart he is and how quickly he can process, which, of course, are yeah. two tools that uh, high-profile quarterbacks need. Well, what about the Bengals? You saw them in week number one. We know yeah. Joe Burrow still kind of dealing with the calf. They mm-hmm. only have one offensive touchdown in eight quarters. Yeah, and, and you know, their thing is, is the explosion just isn't there. Jamar Chase talked about it this week. Hey, we got to throw the ball downfield. We got to go make some plays. Well, people are going to play them, you know, what we call on defense, top-down defense. All right, we want to make you throw it short, rally up, try and make the tackle and the whole deal. But I think the Cincinnati at times is going to try and force the issue, try and get some favorable matchups, try and get some people in some one-on-ones, and put it up there anyway. Because Joe Burrow doesn't mind throwing the go ball, all right? And he's going to throw it to Chase. He's going to throw it to T. Higgins. He really, that's not going to bother him at all because he figures his guys are going to come down with it or no one is. But – they are very static on offense, Amy, when you watch them play, and you've seen them a bunch of times, right? Right. Zach Taylor comes out of the Sean McVay tree. A lot of movement, right? Every, a lot of guys have a lot of motion, jet sweeps. You don't see any of that with Cincinnati. 
and a lot of that is because they, they their quarterback, Joe Burrow, processes, to use the word you used on Mahomes, so well that they don't worry about all that other stuff. They just let Joe kind of win pre- and post-snap. I'm interested to see if they come up with a few things moving forward, maybe a few more bunch formations to try and get guys off the line of scrimmage, some isolation stuff to get Jamar Chase going. Zach Taylor's very smart, very very good offensive mind. I, I just li- I like his old demeanor. They have a chance to change history. And I know that sounds really, really hyperbolic, right? <laughs> but here's what I'm saying. Last year they were 0-2 to the start of the season. They went to the AFC Championship game made the playoffs, obviously. Never in NFL history has a team gone back-to-back years 0-2 starts and made the playoffs the second year. Cincinnati trying to change that history. Yeah. All right, you have a background in scouting. You work with the Senior Bowl. I know you do a lot of draft coverage. You have Bryce Young this weekend with the Panthers. But thinking about those rookie quarterbacks, Anthony Richardson in concussion protocol, we know that C.J. Stroud still working it out. What stands out about what you've seen from these guys so far? Well, I'll start with Stroud. He's playing to his strengths. He's another guy very smart about what he was doing with the football. He took great care of it at Ohio State, very accurate thrower of the ball. I think we've seen that. And, Amy, he's doing it without his offensive line. Right. He didn't have either of his starting tackles last week. He didn't have Kenyon Green, who was the first-round pick at guard last year. Drew Scruggs, who was drafted to be the starting center. None of them played. Didn't see the kid ruffled. He dealt with it threw the ball accurately when he had the opportunity to hold deal, okay? He's got some stuff to work on, but don't they all? Anthony Richardson, I think Shane Steichen, the head coach, and and his staff have done a masterful job of emphasizing what he does best early. But here's the issue. Two games now, he's been knocked out of the ball game from hits. Yeah. In college, you're indestructible, all right? In college, he's RoboCop to date myself, right? (laughs) In, in, In the NFL, yeah, those guys hit you. All right, and so two ball games he doesn't finish because he's a heavy part of the run game. I don't think you go away from that because that's what he does best now, but he's got to continue to work on accuracy, footwork, being able to get rid of the football so he's not taking hit after hit after hit, despite the fact his running ability is really good for them. For Bryce Young, it's twofold to me. One, I think he needs some receivers who, who can uncover and get a little separation downfield, and two, they've got to start throwing the ball downfield. I mean, his average throw downfield right now is like four yards. Whoa. Okay, that's, that's not very far. No. So they've got to work on that. It's not all him playing check down Charlie. It's a lot of it is he looks downfield and there is no one open. Guys who he needs. He needs DJ Chark at full health, right? He needs Terrace Marshall to uncover downfield. You know, those guys have to be able to make some plays for him. Adam Thielen, Hayden Hurst, they're probably his best targets right now. And so he'll work underneath until that happens. But his yardage, way down, all those things. And don't be surprised if you see Carolina start to run the ball a little bit more. Heard he had a little bit of an ankle thing. We'll see if he's able to go this weekend. But poise, <laughs> all those things that we liked about him coming out of school, Amy, Yes, still fully in evidence with this young kid. I believe in Bryce Young. Yeah. Charles Davis, NFL and CBS, has the game between the Panthers and the Seahawks coming up on Sunday, week three already. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. We talk so much about the Bill Belichick legacy for good reason. I'm not saying we shouldn't. But there are a couple of other coaches that have long tenures in the NFL. John Harbaugh in Baltimore and Pete Carroll in Seattle. Do we not give this man enough credit for the fact that he can coach a water bottle and a pair of socks? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, he, you know, you know how it works, right? Because 
Coach Belichick, and rightfully so, gets most of it because he had that run of going to, what, 10 AFC championship games, <laughs> going to, you know, six or seven Super Bowls. When you get the whole idea, right? So though that kind of run puts you right at the top of the mountain. But then you look at the consistency. You look at teams getting to the playoffs, being factors. Pete Carroll won one, arguably one play call away from another one. Right. You know, or one execution away from another one, however you want to look at it. You know, all those things. And, by the way, people forget he went to the playoffs twice with New England when he was the head coach there. He only got the one year in New York when Leon Hess owned the team, and I think he went 8-8 eight and eight or something, and he fired him. And Mr. Hess said, you know, I'm old. I don't have time to wait. And he hired Richie Kotite, and that didn't go so well. <laughs> so it's not like Pete Carroll, you know, was a failure before. People tried to point it that way. That's really not true if you check the record. It's really it's really a misnomer on, on what was going on. But, boy, after USC, he has he's had this thing figured out. And, yes, big-time deal. How about John Harbaugh? Five starters missing last week. Five key starters. And they find a way to win the ball game. Don't tell me that man can't coach. Oh, he definitely can. And he still loves it, too. That's what makes me smile. So, is totally, that he still totally has all spirit. in on it. And, <laughs> yes. you know, that's, and that's the thing about the best ones. Andy Reid, you know, Mike Tomlin. These guys are all in, and they, they love what they are doing. feel like a commercial now. They love what they're doing, and it shows. <laughs> Charles Davis with a great sense of humor. The NFL on CBS, along with Ian Eagle and Evan Washburn. And we know Charles going way back from when he was with Fox and he was a lot more in college football. Uh, Now it's cool to have him as part of our team. Uh, So we still have a couple more minutes with Charles because, of course, Everybody else is talking about Deion Sanders, so we're going to do it too. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Best. You don't know how it's going to work, but he's just fun to watch. Um, 
you know, just everyone being such a fan of him growing up and then how cool he is now. Um, but really what made it real was just watching their first game. You know, we didn't have, that was a week before we started and I was actually just hanging out at a house and I got to watch them versus TCU and to watch how their team played was the coolest thing. I mean, everyone knows how cool Dion is, but um, uh, we always talk about the silent tape and how a team looks and to watch those dudes come out and battle and how hard they played and the confidence they had, that was what made it so fun to watch. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Everyone is talking about Deion Sanders. That's Kyle Shanahan talking about watching Colorado under Deion Sanders. It's happening. Deion is taking over the football world again. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Charles Davis, along with Ian Eagle and Evan Washburn, will be on the call on the NFL on CBS as the Panthers battle the Seahawks in week three this Sunday. And Charles, got to ask you about the buzz coming out of Boulder, as I call it. What's your reaction to what Dion is doing with the Buffaloes and to all of college football watching him now? Yeah, I'm pulling up a chair with my popcorn. I'm enjoying I'm enjoying the show. I'm enjoying watching it. But I go back to something that I said right in the beginning when he took the Jackson State job. And you remember all the consternation that was kicked up then. Oh, he hasn't coached. He hasn't done this. I've known Deion Sanders for a long time now. Would I sit here and say that Deion Sanders would call me a bosom buddy? I doubt that because we're not together that way. But I worked with him at NFL Network. I observed what he was doing. Every offseason, he was coaching kids and being involved in the whole thing. Then he coached in high school. He did a lot of things that prepared him for this job that he never got credit for. I said, he's not just rolling out of an office and saying, yeah, what the heck, I'll coach now. He had been preparing for it the entire time anyway. He had a plan, and now he's, ex- he's executed it along the way, continues to do it, and he connects with these kids like nobody's business. He absolutely connects with them, and his staff connects with them. They're well-coached. They're well-organized. Look, he's won two tight ball games now. Everything isn't just flash and dash. They go to TCU and win a tight ball game where they had to execute late and get it done. Colorado State, they were supposed to blow them out. They didn't. They made the big plays late to bring themselves back and give themselves a chance and then find a way to win it. When you win those kind of games, Amy, that tells me something about a program. Tells me something about a group. You don't just do that by jumping around and playing music and hit my theme music <laughs> and all that. And you know, no, that team has some grit and some toughness to it that's been infused by him and his coaching staff and the type of kid that they brought into the program. So it's a lot of fun to watch, as far as I'm concerned. And my goodness, we're talking about Deion Sanders on Saturdays. We're talking about Deion Sanders <laughs> on Sundays, where people are like, you know, what if he wants coaching the NFL now? Whoa. That's what he has done with it. That is That comes up all the time. He says no at this moment, but people are talking about it. He, he is the marvel of college football right now. But I would say, Amy, he's the marvel of football, period, right now. Oh, so much fun. And somehow there's always a camera anytime he goes off on one of his epic rants. <laughs> Let's be honest about it. Dion has known how to promote since he came, you know, since he <laughs> popped up and said, hello, my name's Dion for the first time. I remember reading an article about him and Gabrielle Reese back when they were at Florida State, and he was teaching her about branding, and they were at Florida State. Nice. So it, it's, this, this is not anything unusual or anything new. So, And, Amy, if you just permit me one second here, we lost Buddy Tevens, the head coach at Dartmouth, yesterday. Yes. And 
I got nobody over the years, and he took me in as a, as, a, as, a, as a person and part of his inner circle. Incredible family, incredible coach, incredible innovator. You saw what he's done with these, these remote-controlled dummies for, for, for tackling instead of them tackling each other, trying to help save the game. What he's done about inclusion with, with women on his coaching staff with real responsibility, and a good number of them have gone on to the NFL and, and other college programs. He didn't just bring them out, bring them in and say, "Hey, guess what? I've got a woman on my staff." She had real responsibility. She coached, you know. She she did all the things that we're supposed you were supposed to do, and you can see them out there. We lost Buddy, and it's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt a long time. It's gonna hurt me forever. But boy, I'm so thankful I got to know him, got to meet him, got to be around him, got to be a part of it. And the world of football, it's a big, big loss losing Buddy Stevens, and it's felt from the commissioner's office in the NFL all the way through college football and all through the rest of the ranks. Thank you for sharing your heart with us and a few words about Buddy. You're right. An thank, indelible thank you impact. for that time, Amy. I Absolutely. really appreciate it. Part of the NFL on CBS, Charles Davis, Ian Eagle, Evan Washburn. Man, it's off to its best start in over a decade, nearly 20 million viewers. What a shock. The NFL is a juggernaut. It's great to catch up with you, Charles. Thank you so much. We'll do it again soon. I look forward to it, Amy. Thank you so much. You take care. Continued success. Love Charles, love who he is and love how much joy he finds in football uh, when he played, obviously at the highest level in college, but uh, now into the NFL and the analysis and the scouting and everything else. Uh, so he's he's a great listen along with, I mean, Ian Eagle is entertaining in and of itself. Uh, and then to add Charles Davis and his humor and his perspective into the mix is pretty cool. I did see that the... Numbers from the NFL and CBS put it in this rarefied air already. Best start for the network in 13 years with its football coverage, averaging nearly 19 million viewers so far on CBS broadcast. We talked about Jets and Cowboys. That's the one that's driving the bus. Most watched show on any TV network since the Super Bowl. Encroaching on 26 million people for Jets and Cowboys without Aaron Rodgers. So give credit to the Cowboys. That's It's partly Dallas, but it's also the Jets and wondering what was going to happen. <laughs> Zach Wilson. They were turning in to watch you. And then the second most watch week two game, week two game in 10 years. Let me try that again. The second most watched week two game in 10 years. Meaning all the games, not just, or the two games that it had, which also included Chiefs and Jaguars. So that's the game that Charles was on. So with Jets and Cowboys, Chiefs and Jaguars, second most watched week two window in 10 years. Last year was a little bit higher. Sunday's coverage. Average 21.15 million viewers, most watched NFL on CBS week two doubleheader since 1998. So it's a lot of numbers because it's a lot of viewers. Paramount Plus growing by leaps and bounds in large part because of the NFL. It's a juggernaut. It's a cash cow. It's the league every other sports league wants to be when it grows up. 
It only gets bigger from here. This is week two, for heaven's sakes. So when I throw a show question out there and I ask you about 0-2 teams, no doubt. I know we're going to get answers from all over the country. John replies on Twitter, A-Law Radio, I believe the Vikings can make the playoffs at 0-2. Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, some other offensive weapons. And then he says the Chargers have the talent to rebound. Herbert is one of the elite quarterbacks. So Vikings and Chargers. Renee says Chargers, Bengals, Patriots, Vikings are still in the running, still in the race for the playoffs. Many of you, though, are saying that the Patriots and the Bears are the ones that are toast. We're going to talk Bears coming up because Justin Fields, he had to walk back some strong comments, maybe emotional comments he made about the robotic nature of the Bears offense. Yeah, Jamie on Facebook says the Patriots ate toast. I think that's an autocorrect, and what he meant to say is the Patriots are toast. (laughs) Sounds delicious. (laughs) I'd like some toast. Tom on Facebook, the Bears are going into hibernation. The Chargers aren't going to fulfill their promise as long as Staley is coach. So he's blaming Brandon. Bengals and Vikings will make the playoffs. Noreen, right in the middle of this post about 0-2 teams. I just love the video. I'm assuming she means the gift that you put up. But I, I ma- saw that. Yeah. But maybe she means our our latest YouTube video where we talk about the seven new teams to make the playoffs. Maybe not. Maybe she's referring to the video that we will be sharing by week three, Sunday, week three. We'll be sharing it. Ask Amy walks down the aisle. I don't know. Maybe she she, loves all the videos. Maybe she just likes videos. I just love videos. (laughs) She's a TikToker. Oh, no. (laughs) All right. Coming up, we'll dive into some QB news. And as I say, we'll talk Justin Fields and the Bears first because, yeah, they're on the cusp of some major shakeups. If you believe the rumors and the speculation out there, there's not a lot of patience in Chicago for what's happening. Not if it continues on the trajectory that it's on right now. You are listening to the... Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. 
Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. After Hours Podcast. Hungry for a taste of the most delicious audio of the night? You came to the right place. It's time for Bite Me with Amy Lawrence. Here's Amy Lawrence. Pete McCarthy talked about the mess that we are sensing in Chicago. And Justin Fields, whether he intentionally stirred the pot or whether he really did not mean to say what he did or didn't mean it to come across the way that it did. Well, it's gotten a little bit worse in the last 24 hours. A little bit more of a storm. A little bit more speculation. A little bit more of the rumors about how this relationship in Chicago between coach or coaching staff and quarterback may not be long for this world. Justin Fields was asked why he is playing robotically. Now, that's a word that he used, right? That's a word that he used in talking about the way that he has started out the season. And we can give you the numbers, but this is from Justin himself. felt like I was kind of robotic and, you know, not just not, not, not playing like myself. So, um, you know, um, my goal this week is just to, you know, say effort and just go out there and, you know, play football how I know how to play football and um that's not uh that includes uh, thinking less and just going out there and you know uh playing off of instincts rather than just of you know so much so to say info in my head data in my head and literally just going out there playing football remember last year it wasn't until the coaching staff essentially set him free if you love something set, set it free if it comes back to you it's yours forever Remember when they kind of let him loose, let him play instinctually. That was when his numbers and his production shot through the roof. Now, it didn't help the Bears win a whole lot more games, and he eventually got hurt. There may be some reason why they want him to be thinking more than just playing on instinct. But he's the one who said his play against the Buccaneers was robotic. And that he doesn't feel as though he's playing like himself. And I could have sworn he dropped an F right in the middle of that, didn't he? Yeah, he certainly did. So then why? Why, Justin, is your play robotic? Could be, uh, you know, uh, coaching, um, I think. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, uh, they're doing their job when they're giving me, you know, what to look at and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I you know, can't be thinking about that when the game comes. I prepare myself throughout the week. And then when the game comes, it's, it's time to play free at that point. So um, thinking less and, you know, playing more. Why are you robotic? Well, could be coaching. <laughs> uh, coaching. Man, that wasn't robotic. <laughs> Maybe if you were a little more robotic with your answers in front of the media, that that wouldn't have come out. You know, it could be coaching. Don't. Oh, my gosh. AI wouldn't give that answer. (laughs) AI would have skipped that section entirely. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Well, coaching. What do you mean by that, Justin? When, you know, 
you're fed a lot of information um, at a point in time and you're trying to think about that info like when you're playing it's like it doesn't let you play like yourself you're trying to you know, process so much information to where it's like you know if I just simplified in my mind I would have did this like I saw a few plays on Sunday to where if I was playing like my old self like we would have had a positive play like there would have been you know a few more third down conversions so um, I think that's the biggest thing for me is just you know uh, playing the game how you know I know how to play it how I've been playing it my whole life now, if you think about the Bears-Bucks game, I just mentioned that he was sacked six times and he was hit another ten times. Part of that, it's not just how great the Bucks defense is playing. Quarterbacks have the option of getting rid of the football. You don't want to get hit. You don't want to get sacked and take a major loss of yardage. Well, then get rid of the damn ball. One thing that happens with young quarterbacks, and he's still a relatively young quarterback, One thing that happens when he's 24, they believe that by holding on to it, something will develop. Oh, just if I can, if I can wait one more second, one more second, one more second. And Justin certainly is an extremely, extremely good athlete. So he can extend plays. We know what he can do with his legs and his feet. But part of the reason for taking that many sacks is because he's not getting rid of the football. Live to fight another day. Live to stay upright. Live to keep your uniform clean. That way you don't turn the ball over as much, right? And you don't get hit nearly as much. Okay, so he's talking about information overload, saying that it's leading to robotic play. I'm overthinking it. Any chance you want to amend your comments about how this might be on the coaching staff? When you take my quote out of context, when you just say that, if you paint the picture on the inside out, like, y'all are trying to split, split us up as a team. I'm not blaming anything on the coaches. I'm never going to blame anything on the coaches, never going to blame anything on my teammates. I will take every, whatever happens in the game, I will take all the blame. Never will you hear anything come out of my mouth to where I will blame it on somebody else. In this organization, my teammates, never will you hear that. So I just want to clear that up and just know that, like, I need to play better. That's it. Point blank. If, if y'all, that's, that's what I should have said in the first place. That's what I should have said in the first place. Okay. I, I could be wrong, but I don't know how that's taken out of context. Could be uh, you know, coaching. Now, it doesn't mean that he and the coaches are at odds. Maybe the coaches agree that they're giving him too much information. But that's also part of it. You have to process so much at the line mentally physically playing that quarterback position, there's a lot required of you. The best quarterbacks can process quickly, can see what the defenses are doing and can process quickly. And there are many quarterbacks who try and fail or try and don't stick because they can't process what's coming at them as quickly before they get hit. Anyway, I don't know. Do we have the Matt Eberflus reaction? Maybe that comes up on Thursday. <laughs> but there are some quotes from Eberflus in which he says that the he didn't feel like the Bears were overcoaching him. He didn't feel like the, the staff was overcoaching Fields. And that having him be free is what we want. Quote, he respects that partnership and so do we. We want him to play free. I think it's very important that as we work through this, 
making sure that he does play free, that we coach him that way. A lot of times he wants to be perfect. He wants to do it the right way. And there's a balance there, right? So, yeah, it, this is, again, you're getting a, a young quarterback prepared, maybe giving him some more freedom, but not until he's ready for it. It's a dance. It's a delicate dance. If you love something, set him free. You, you want him to be using his noggin. You want him to be using his instincts. You want him to be using his internal clock. At the same time, if you don't prepare him for what he's going to see, if you don't prepare him for the possibilities and fill his head with the knowledge that he needs, well, then you're not doing your job. The more experience, the more wisdom, the more reps, the more time, the more young quarterbacks are able to read the defenses and see what's coming. I say this a lot about many different walks of life, but certainly about sports and quarterbacking. There's no shortcut to experience. A lot of times, former quarterbacks in the NFL will tell me that it takes probably three years to really get acclimated to the speed and to the defensive schemes. And don't forget, the defensive coordinators, it's their jobs to confuse quarterbacks. It's their jobs to make it really difficult for the QBs to know what's coming. I mean, they're working hard to disguise coverages. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. We're asking you which 0-2 teams can still go to the playoffs. Remember, it's about one team a year. Nine teams have started out 0-2. As we heard Charles Davis say, no team has ever done it in back-to-back seasons. That would mean the Bengals don't make the playoffs if history holds true. No team has ever started out back-to-back years 0-2 and made the playoffs both times. So Cincinnati Bengals, come on down. You ready to make some history? On Twitter, A-Law Radio, also on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence, we gave you our seven new NFL teams in our latest YouTube video, Stairway to Seven. But speaking of YouTube, we have, in fact, recorded the Ask Amy Walks Down the Aisle wedding edition of Ask Amy Anything. Uh, We'll have it up for you in a few days. So thank you for your concern. And if some of you are concerned that it hasn't been posted yet, we are doing our best to navigate football and everything else. Also, I need some advice. It's nothing to do with the wedding. I, I never knew Twitter was so full of wedding and relationship experts. Every expert on everything is on Twitter. Jay, just wait until you get married. It's amazing the wealth of knowledge that comes to you from social media. I don't think I'll post it. (laughs) Okay. Well, then you have to tell me to keep it a secret. You know that coming up on Saturday, I'm supposed to run my seventh half marathon. Really looking forward to it. I'm fully trained. I'm ready to go. I feel good. This is probably the best I've ever felt in training for a half marathon. In good shape. Only to see a weather forecast that has tropical rain in it and winds that could gust over 40 miles per hour. You got weather. (laughs) Thanks, Peyton, for the empathy. Uh, I'm nervous. I'm nervous because I've never run a half marathon in pouring down rain. And I'm looking at the forecast, and it looks as though it's going to be driving wind and pouring down rain. Even my brand-new Asics Gel Sneaks, are not going to help me because it'll be slippery on the concrete and the pavement. And as I say, it's right along the river where it's exposed 
and where there could be even gustier winds and extra water. And I'm nervous. I paid for it. I won't get a refund unless the the team that organized the half marathon actually cancels it or postpones it, which is unlikely. They just want to take your money and not have the event. But what should I do? Jay, help. What should I do? It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 